Welcome to T. Rowe Price's Confident Conversations on Retirement. My name is Christine Akins, and I'm delighted to be your host. I've spent my career helping people prepare for retirement. My colleagues joining me today are financial professionals who help people on their retirement journey, whether they are planning for retirement or are already there. Today, we're focusing on how to save for retirement if you are self-employed or own a small business. A lot of retirement guidance out there tends to assume people have access to savings plans at their job. But if you're in business for yourself or you own your own business, you need to be intentional about saving for retirement. If you're not sure what options you have and if they can help you save enough for retirement, that can be a real confidence killer. Our experts today have a lot of experience helping small business owners and people who are self-employed save for retirement. I'm delighted to be speaking with Alex Eaton, an expert in retirement plan solutions for small and mid-sized businesses, and Roger Young, a certified financial planner professional. Welcome to the show, Alex and Roger. Super excited to be here. Happy to be here. So self-employment can take many forms. For the purpose of our conversation, what do we mean by self-employed, Roger? Self-employed can mean a lot of different things to different people. It may just be a side hustle that you have started in addition to your full-time work. It could be starting out a new business altogether, whether it's consulting or freelance work, or some product or service you're passionate about. Maybe it's bigger and you even have some employees. You know, there really could be a wide range of sizes of businesses we're talking about, but the key is you're earning money that's not a paycheck from someone else. Now, Alex, I know you work with small business owners who want to provide retirement savings options for their employees. For today's conversation, how are we defining a small business? That's a really good question because small business means many different things to many different people. I think for our discussion today, setting the cap at 100 lives is going to make the most sense for today's conversation as the IRS has different rules when companies grow over 100 lives. So we're going to set the cap at that today. But most of the conversations that we are going to be having today about small businesses really focus on that smaller end for companies that are a single individual or maybe just as many as five. Anecdotally, can you discuss any uptake in the self-employed and starting small businesses during the pandemic, Roger? It, it certainly seems like it, Christine. People really have taken this time to reflect on what they want to do in their careers. Also, how much freedom do they want to have to work from anywhere? Different industries have either thrived or fallen victim to the pandemic. So it has been a time when there's been a lot of change for many people. Alex, do you have anything to add? That's a really good question, Christine. What I would say to that is, I mean, you see in the news all of the businesses and companies that have been hit hard by pandemic-related problems. You have things closing up on main streets across the country. But on the flip side of that, we see a huge, incredible growth in many of the companies that I've talked to. I'll use this as an example here for a simple IRA plan that I helped set up. I had a company here in the U.S. that created plastic, soft plastics, and during the pandemic, there was such an enormous demand for what they were able to create here in the U.S. They couldn't hire enough people. They had shifts going 24 hours a day and were having trouble staffing. And one of the ways that they were able to attract and retain employees was to set up a simple IRA so that they could put money towards their employees' retirement plan. So for every business that may be struggling right now, there's also just as many that are thriving in today's marketplace. And Roger, what types of retirement savings accounts are available to self-employed individuals and small businesses? One that I wanted to highlight in particular was a SEP IRA. That's a common tool for professionals who have their own practices, like attorneys or financial planners. 
With a SEP IRA, the employer can contribute up to 25% of an employee's compensation with a maximum contribution of $61,000 in 2022. If the business is just you, employer and employee are essentially like the same, but technically the employer makes the contribution to a SEP. This is why this type of plan is generally used for someone who's a sole practitioner or has very few employees. You have to use the same contribution percentage for all participants, so a high percentage can be costly for a larger firm. Alex, would you add to that? SEP IRAs, as we tend to throw around that terminology, I should also add in there is it's an SEP-IRA. It's an acronym that we tend to throw around in the industry for that. SEP IRAs can be great for sole proprietorships. I'll use as an example as well the uh, law firm that I had recently worked with, three individuals who were all partners in the law firm. And it's all equal contributions for each of them in the plan, which gave them the ability to have a low cost way of saving for their retirement. Something that I would also add beyond the SEP IRA, and I'll take it back to my example previously, they went the direction of a simple IRA. Simple IRAs really give companies the ability to allow their employees to save themselves towards retirement, not just putting in company money. And for 2022, employees are able to contribute $14,000 of their own money into the simple IRA, or if they're over the age of 50, can contribute an additional $3,000. The simple IRA also allows, in addition to the employees putting their own money in, the employer can contribute to that employee's retirement savings. And they have two different options when it comes to that. They can do a dollar-for-dollar match of that employee's contributions up to 3% of their pay to encourage those employees to save. Or if they know that the employees may not have the capabilities to save, say, that 3%, they can do a 2% automatic contribution for all employees into the plan without those employees having to make a contribution themselves. So depending on what makes most sense for the company, they have that option there. And Alex, I'm, I'm so glad that you talked about the simple IRA. Just touching on something that we discussed earlier, I believe the simple IRA cuts off once there's a certain number of people working for the company. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And that's actually why we started today's conversation saying that we're going to stop small businesses at 100 lives as once you get 100 lives, you're not allowed to contribute into that simple IRA anymore. So the companies that have grown to that point have to look at other options for their retirement, which I actually think is a good lead in to our next retirement type vehicles that are available to small businesses. And that's going to be an I-401k or a 401k. You're going to see both terms out there. And an I-401k is a really fantastic vehicle for those individuals that are a single employer, a sole proprietor, or only have one additional employee who is a spouse. What this plan allows is it's going to have the highest contribution amounts that a single individual can have. I'll use it as an example. I have a, a good friend who owns a gym. And it's just him. He's a trainer. Uh, he owns his own space, but was looking to set up some sort of retirement vehicle because all he knew of is what he sees online or it's what he sees in the news. Hey, you should contribute to your company's 401k. He's like, well, 
I'm this, I've just got my own company. What am I supposed to do with this? So in conversations, realize that this I-401k is going to be the best option for him. He can save up to $20,500 as of 2022, or if they're over 50, can put in $27,000. And put in from a company perspective, 25% of his compensation back into the I-401k as a company contribution. So there is a limit to that. He can't exceed 61000 for 2022. But it's the highest contribution amounts that a self-employed individual would be able to. And for someone like him who is a single individual who owns his own business, gives him the opportunity to really put away some serious retirement savings. So we've talked about so far SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, and individual or I-401ks. One of the things to really keep in mind with all three of these type of retirement plans is there is no direct cost to the employer. The next type of retirement plan that I do want to touch on today, a full 401k plan, is going to have direct costs that are billable to you as the employer. Generally, I'd say the cost of setting up a 401k plan is going to be really dependent on the number of employees and the location that you're setting up that 401k plan. In my experience, you're looking anywhere from $1,500 to as much as $5,000, depending on what you're asking of that 401k plan to do for your company. Now, these typically are going to have a much higher cost of entry in comparison to all the other plans that I have talked about today, but are going to allow for the greatest flexibility when it comes to contribution amounts, things such as profit sharing that you can put in as an employer. It's going to be a far more complex plan, and with that comes additional costs. But for those companies where it makes sense, it can be a fantastic or incredibly beneficial option for them. In addition, there are IRS tax credits right now that can offset some of that cost in setting up the plan. And I would just have someone consider speaking to a financial professional to do a little bit of research into whether or not that makes sense for them. It is always smart to check with you know, a financial professional or tax professional to crunch some of those numbers. You want to make sure that it's advantageous for the business to have a, a SEP IRA versus simple or a 401k versus individual 401k. You know, a good solution can really vary for different businesses. We're covering a lot of important ground as we talk about the different types of plans and how much you can contribute. But how much should somebody try to save for retirement? Roger, let's start with you. Usually, we talk about a rule of thumb of a 15% savings rate for an individual. This can include contributions that you're making on behalf of yourself, but also any contributions that are received from an employer match, if that's relevant. You should also monitor whether your savings are on track. A financial professional can help you do that. You can also you know, aim for certain levels of savings relative to your income. For example, you know, we suggest you know, most people should aim to have around two times their annual income saved at age 40. As you get older, there's a widening range for those suggestions, you know, again, depending on your income. But by retirement, we estimate most people will want to have around 7 to 14 times their income saved. What if the plan you're using falls short of that 15% target? Where can you keep saving, Roger? There are a lot of different options. I'm sure Alex has experienced this in the marketplace as well. There are some plans that eliminated their employer match during the pandemic, so it's important to talk about this. It can be particularly important for people who have both their own business and a job as an employee. There are a number of ways 
in addition to employer-based retirement plans to get to that full 15%. For example, you might have the ability to contribute to a Roth IRA. With Roth contributions, you don't get a tax break up front, but qualified distributions are tax-free. Generally, that means you aren't taxed on money you take out after age 59 and a half and at least five years after opening the account. Of course, there are also limits on how much income you can have and still contribute to a Roth IRA. The IRS has those on their website, so you, you can check that out. It's also worth noting that Roth contributions may not be available in all types of retirement plans that we're talking about here. Now, in addition to that, you can also save for retirement in a taxable account. This would not have some of the same tax advantages as IRAs and workplace plans, but it's certainly an option just to be able to participate in the market and put away additional dollars. Taxable accounts also give you some flexibility if it turns out you need the money before retirement. What's most important is just to get up to at least that 15% savings rate. You're responsible for your own retirement, so you want to make that a priority year after year. I totally agree. And the one thing that I would add on top of this, in addition to the accounts that you've mentioned, I mean, there are vehicles such as an HSA if it's provided. An HSA is a health savings account, which is available for those individuals who participate in the high deductible health plan. There's many different options to make sure that you're getting close to that 15% retirement goal, or for those individuals that may be looking to save more than that. Uh, if they're a higher income family and that 15% may not meet their goals, looking at other options like a taxable account or an HSA if that's on the table for them. Alex, I'm glad you mentioned HSAs. A lot of people think of HSAs as a way to cover annual expenses like that higher deductible, but you can also invest your HSA balances for future medical expenses, even many of the costs you incur in retirement. If you're in a position to invest for the long term, HSAs have tremendous tax benefits. And with small businesses having to manage their costs carefully, high deductible plans can make a lot of sense. What if I work full time, but I have a side hustle? If I contribute to a 401k through my main job, can I also save in a SEP or a simple in my other business? Are there any restrictions? Alex, can you help me to understand this? Many people who may have a side hustle or a side business that they're looking to save some money through, you can contribute to a company 401k as well as a SEP or simple IRA in addition to just a traditional IRA. What you have to keep in mind though is there are contribution limits. And what I would say for that is to speak to a financial professional or do some research yourself online on irs.gov to learn about what those contribution limits are. That's great to point out, Alex. There are some of those caps across your contributions, so it's vital to coordinate where you're getting the most bang for the buck. Is it going through the main job and that retirement plan, or is it through the retirement plan that you've set up for your side hustle or your separate business? Clearly, you want to get any employer match offered. But beyond that, you know maybe an employer plan offers a Roth option and you don't qualify for a Roth IRA or the employer plan has really low-cost investment options you want to use. On the other hand, for cash flow purposes, maybe you make some contributions to the employer plan and then add on with your side business plan if things are going well. There are a lot of options. So with those coordination efforts, you may benefit from using a financial professional. When changing jobs, what options do you have with these accounts? Alex, we'd love to hear from you first. 
most of these plans are going to be able to transfer money in between them. So SEPs uh, and SIMPLEs may have certain rules that preclude you from a time period. For example, if you contribute to a simple IRA, your money cannot leave the simple IRA for a minimum of two years. And the same goes for a 401k, for example. Generally, you can roll money into a 401k, but certain 401ks have different rules. So you should speak to the employer or sponsor of that 401k to learn whether or not you'd be able to roll previous money into that plan. Roger, do you have anything to add? Now, it is important just to consider your different options, whether it is more advantageous to stay in the existing retirement plan or move it over. Things to look at include costs, investment options, and, and so on, and it really can differ for every individual. If you have a workplace plan from a former job, you generally have four options. The first one is you can start taking money out of the plan and receiving it via cash to you, taking a full distribution. Now, that involves taxes and possibly penalties if you're younger than 59 and a half. So we usually discourage people from doing that unless you really have an urgent cash need. With the other three options, you maintain some tax benefits of retirement plans. You may be able to keep it in an existing plan with the same employer, but you should confirm whether that's an option that's available. You may also be able to take it and roll it into your new employer's plan, or you can roll it over into an IRA. So there are several options to consider. For those who choose to roll over different retirement plans, whether it's their SEP IRA, simple IRA, 401ks, sometimes it's a matter of consolidation. It's a lot about convenience over the last few years in particular. People want to know exactly where their money is located. That's great perspective. Thank you for sharing. Well, this has been a great conversation. Let's summarize a few key takeaways for our listeners. Roger, what would you highlight? One of the most important lessons we always emphasize is to start saving early. Take advantage of the power of potential compounding returns in your retirement portfolio. For a self-employed person, that includes starting early in the life of your business. It's more important than ever to budget when you start a business, and that budget should include saving for retirement. The other takeaway I'll highlight is that there are a lot of different options out there in terms of saving for retirement. So whatever your situation may be, if you're just starting out in a business or the business is much more established, consult with people that you trust, you know, whether it's a tax or financial professional, to figure out what would be beneficial to your business. And Alex, what would you add? I would say that I know owning your own business is already a time-consuming and a difficult endeavor, especially in this day and age right now with everything going on. Setting up a retirement plan can seem daunting and kind of discouraging to some people. I really want people to take away from the episode today that there's a lot of different plans out there for small businesses, and there's a lot of flexibility that comes with their options. So make sure that you do the research and find out which plans may be the best fit for you. Well, it's hard to believe, but it's time for us to start wrapping up this discussion. We want to leave our listeners with a parting thought or a next step. Alex, let's start with you. I'd say for my kind of next episode, hit the books or the internet, speak to a financial professional, do some sort of search for the plan that's going to make sense. I always say inertia is your biggest enemy when wanting to set up a retirement plan. Roger, what's your parting thought? Like Alex said, having your own business can be an all-consuming endeavor. There can be a tendency to think, 
I'm going to invest all of my time and money into making the business successful. But remember, you're not always going to be running that business. Things happen, and you may not be able to fund your retirement by cashing out a business or by continuing to run the business into your old age. So think of saving for retirement as a prudent form of diversification in your life. If you can get up to that 15% savings goal that we talked about, you'll give yourself a lot more flexibility down the road. Thank you both so much for joining me today. This has been a terrific conversation. Thanks, Christine. I really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. Again, I'm Christine Akins, and thank you for listening. Please tune in for our next episode, which focuses on having successful money conversations. If you like this podcast, please rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I hope your next step towards retirement is a confident one. T. Rowe Price, Retire with Confidence. This episode of Confident Conversations on Retirement is provided for general and educational purposes only and is not intended to provide legal, tax, or investment advice. This podcast does not provide recommendations concerning investments, investment strategies, or account types. It is not individualized to the needs of any specific investor and not intended to suggest any particular investment action is appropriate for you, nor is it intended to serve as a primary basis for investment decision-making. The views contained herein are as of the date noted on the material and are subject to change without notice. These views may differ from those of other T. Rowe Price Group companies and or associates. A qualified distribution is tax-free if taken at least five years after the year of your first Roth contribution and you've reached aged 59 and a half, become totally disabled, or died. If the distribution from your Roth IRA is not qualified, the earnings will be taxable. Additional taxes may apply for early withdrawals. Copyright 2022, T. Rowe Price, all rights reserved. T. Rowe Price, invest with confidence, retire with confidence, the Bighorn Sheep design, and confident conversations, collectively and or apart, are trademarks of T. Rowe Price Group Incorporated, all rights reserved. T. Rowe Price Investment Services Incorporated, T. Rowe Price Associates Incorporated, and T. Rowe Price Investment Management Incorporated are affiliated companies.